you want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank busts think they're a good deal. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and introducing at this time a pair of guys who you need to get into bed, and you really should, because they just went to Mania and gave Holly Wood. <laughs> The guys that are wrestling's greatest couple, and even though they don't spoon, they know how to drink up and close down L.A.'s rainbow room. (laughs) Consisting of one that took me to see Ring of Honor, and then drove me from SoCal to NorCal in record time to see his wife and be on her. And the other... gathering so many toys from wrestling stars that he likes causing him to grow a Samoan spike (laughs) which was inserted into your mother your drunk wrestling historians well Well, done Adam very good very good and before the recording, you asked, I hope you tap into your inner Joel Gertner on this. Like we and had you to did. question it. Yeah, yeah. you did. And this is Eddie. I'm old. I'm drunk. I'm fucking tired. And I work with fucking children. And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Hold on, let me catch my breath after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straighten your bow tie. That was great. Straighten my neck brace. Straighten my phantom mask. <laughs> All right. What's up, everybody? We're back from WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was quite a trip. Um, to say the least. To say the least. Um, well, before we get into it, you want to talk about what we're drinking? Uh, yeah, let's uh, do the things first and do that. First so- off, uh, welcome to our show. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we are Drunk Wrestling History, consisting of a designated host and Drunk Wrestling Historians. And if you want to look like a Drunk Wrestling Historian, head over to whatamaneuver.net. You could get the Drunk Wrestling History t-shirt, tank top, hoodie, or onesie for miniature Drunk Marks and Drunk Marks Marquettes that you have. Uh, drunk Wrestling History logo loud and proud on the chest. You could look just like us. And you could do that by going to whatamaneuver.net and buying a fucking shirt. Yeah, dude. Summer is coming. (laughs) So buy a fucking tank top. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. 
Oh, still playing the, the gun, dude. You're right. I know, I know, I know. Oh. It's so embarrassing. Um, Coming followed by jumping the gun. Damn. <laughs> it happens to a lot of guys. It's okay. Yeah, I've been yeah. known to do that a time or two. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of coming and jumping the gun, what do you guys got to drink? I'm drinking. Um, you bought this for me when we were down there, Adam, at um, San in Santa Monica at a great uh, English restaurant called that, King's Head yeah. or Ye Old King's Head. It's one of my favorite places to go whenever I'm down there. Um, I always go there and get English breakfast. I love English breakfast. It was so and, damn good. Yeah, you discovered uh, black pudding. Yeah, and I, you loved I mean, it. Like. Same, I'd say like same level as haggis, sausage theory. Don't think about it. Just eat it. It was so damn good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, So you went into the little store attached to it and you got mm-hmm. me Monty Python's Holy Grail British style pale ale. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is perfect because, you know, everybody knows how much I love Monty Python. It is tempered over burning witches. And it's, <laughs> it's from the brewery who like to say, nay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good. It's it's good. It's a British style pale ale. It's really good. Nice. Well, I got my beer from a good friend of ours, Eddie Bell. Uh, he got me something from a local brewery here in Tracy, California, uh, Morgan Territory Brewing, and he knows I like sours. So this is a passion fruit sour, Eddie. It's eight percent. And Adam, it's thirty-two ounces, or uh, for you jabronis out there, that would be two pints. So here's to the oh, listeners. You're gonna be feeling cool, dude. I'm already feeling cool, dude. Yeah, 32 mm. ounces, 8, 8, uh, 8%. Yeah, you're going to be drunk by the time you're done with that. I, I might be. I'm going to be ordering a pizza as soon as we're done here. I think I might be doing that, too. Yeah, I mean, what goes better with beer? Pizza. Uh, I mean, besides pussy, it's pizza. <laughs> That's it, pizza and pussy. Right. And, I mean, Santa Claus would be the it's trifecta. The, but like, it's the, the pizza, pizza that gets licked a lot, but, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> cheers to everyone. Cheers to the listeners. Salud. Lachayam. I've got some Sarnak black cherry cream, and uh, I don't know if I'll start with that or have that as backup. From that same British uh, store, I have some Sedona sparkling apple drink. Ooh, nice, spark- dude! Nice. Yeah. Wait, apple drink, so it's not soda. It's just well, it's like sparkling water it's spar- or well, crack it up? open, dude. I gotta know what this uh, let's, let's find what this out. Warlock tastes like. here's the taste test huh okay that's like sparkling water with a hint of apple flavor okay I think okay so you're drinking like apple seltzer something like that okay got it you you didn't look like you were crazy about it yeah it won't get you drunk it's okay at that same shop. Uh, I got a few bottles of Iron Brew. So, oh nice. So, some things that I bought from there is a win. But uh, nice, yeah. Adam. You didn't but, say I mean, it with that accent. The Iron Brew, like you did last time. Some Iron Brew. There you go. I got there it, it uh, from that same shop. That will be a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well done. Uh, do Do we have any notes? Uh, no. I forgot to get that together. So no. Oh, oh, good. Well, we'll yeah. just wing it. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. Well, so, then, yeah. like Adam, like, we just came back from Mania. We just came back from WrestleMania. And so, first of all, before we get into, we want to talk about the trip a little bit because it was a lot of fun, a lot of drinking, a less drinking than a normal WrestleMania trip, to be fair. But um, if anyone wants to skip through this part, if you're new to the show and you don't really give a shit about us, or if you just 
have been listening to the show forever don't give a shit about what we did and you want to get into the main part of the show which adam i don't think you even mentioned what it was but not yet um we're gonna do an episode about the dudley boys if you want to skip past this i'll put in the notes um what time we get we get done with this so if you're not interested in listening to us babble just look in the notes on the podcast episode and it'll be there for but what there's time a to specific skip reason to. that we picked the dudley boys for this episode based on the stories we're about to tell very specific yeah yeah and anybody who follows us on twitter already knows but uh, not everybody follows us on twitter right um, right and definitely I mean, not everybody leaves us reviews on itunes dicks i mean yeah. then again we did gain a bunch of new fans and you said that uh some uh, numbers uh, jumped uh, since Mania. Yeah, we flyered the shit out of LA and the, the downloads definitely spiked um, on Monday, I think, when people were driving or flying home. Yeah, we got a lot Sweet. more downloads than we normally would on a, on a Monday. Um, so anyway, Scott, you, I'm sure you talked about this on Fully Posable, you went to the Mattel thing. So you were down there the day before. Adam was there like way before us because he went to Disneyland. But yeah, you we were got there in before. Thursday night. You got there Thursday night. And then, so you didn't do anything Thursday. Uh, we went to the superstore. Basically, we got off the plane, straight to the hotel, dropped off our shit, and went straight to the superstore, being the true marks that we are. And you love the superstore. Oh, dude. I would have paid admission in. Right. And didn't like, I tell I you that? I would have paid like 10 bucks to get in. Right. And last year was five. And last year was actually better. There was more stuff last year. Yeah. And I didn't know that because I didn't make last year. But I saw this year and fucking Eddie Guerrero's Lowrider was there. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a bunch of costumes and title belts. Uh, the Mattel booth was huge. So yeah, I was like, dude, I easily would have paid ten bucks to get in here. This is right. amazing. On they top have of the, the money I dropped on the product. They had yeah. the WrestleMania set signage from the last time uh, Mania was uh, in LA. Twenty one. Yeah. Yep. Twenty one. Yeah. Right. And we were there for that too. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Um, yeah. Right. Two thousand five. Yeah. So this was the first trip I've done without either um besides wrestlemania 2000 it's the first one of on my streak that i did without chow or carissa um, oh because they both decided to sit it out but it was like chow and me for the first however many then carissa hopped on and then chow got off last year and then uh <laughs> <laughs> and and then he she said, didn't he's go still bragging about it she didn't go to WrestleMania last year, but she went on the trip. So it was my first time. So I was like, shit, I don't even know how this is going to be. But yeah, now they've been replaced with Adam. Yeah, right. It's now, You're in now, the next yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, I've moved on. I've moved on past them. I'm, I'm over them. Right, right, right. They're the then. Right. Chris is still your now. Yeah. And I'm your forever. Or right, you're, Or right. you're together. <laughs> so we two. ended up we got there friday i drove down by myself adam was already there he drove up from anaheim and i met him at a train station out by the airport um he was fashionably late um fashionably after i was i showed up a half hour late because traffic and he was a half hour later to me which was <laughs> predictable because of traffic because it's of LA. It you was gotta, because yeah. of traffic. Legitimately. Yeah. 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 For anyone who's ever been to LA, that fucking whole thing about the traffic there sucking is absolutely true. It sucks all day, every day. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. And everywhere you go, you have to take like three freeways or yeah. you have to drive hell along without a freeway. You know, it's either like five yes. freeways or it's like six miles on the streets. 
Yeah, it seemed like every Uber driver that we had while we were in LA was trying to cut through city streets to avoid the freeway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. The GPS will take you through city streets because yeah. of that, because the traffic's so bad. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, what should have been a 10 minute drive was like 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love LA, but the traffic, fuck. It yeah. really does. Um, I would rather just live at the Rainbow. So I pick Adam up. We go to we go check in the hotel. You should have seen this hotel, dude. <laughs> it was like a hotel out of like a fucking Seth Rogen movie or something. That <laughs> it was it was a dump, dude. I we got there and like the lobby was closed. You couldn't go in the lobby, and it was like full of like empty cardboard boxes. And you had to go up to the oh window next gosh. to it and ring a bell. And there was like stuff stuck on the window. Like I don't even know what it was, but sticky stuff on the window. Like From gummy what, bears or semen? Like no, know? it was like brown, but like flaky. So, I don't know. From my distance, I thought that was like a sticker that was peeled off, but not all the adhesive came off. I think you said it was legitimately smeared shit. It could have been heroin. I I, I don't know what it was, dude, but it was bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that was heroin, but there was heroin in that ho- that motel for sure. There was <laughs> definitely heroin in that motel. Like, dude, the, the grass was like eight inches tall, and there was a cat that clearly came from one of the rooms. And I was like, <laughs> live there. dude, I got out of the car and I looked at that place and I was like, man, this is not how I thought I was going to get crabs. <laughs> but it was a total bait and switch from how it appeared when you booked it. It looked great online and it wasn't super cheap and it was actually in a nice part of Venice, but it was just a disaster. And when I was checking in, dude, I seriously almost asked the guy where I could get a hooker because I was like, he might tell me, but I oh, know sure he, he would, but I know he won't tell me not to bring a hooker there. You know what I mean? Like well, if you he would have had three words for you. It would have been, you a cop? Yeah, and right, right. And you would right. have said no, and then he would have told you. Yeah, right. If I just, if you stay at like a Marriott or something and ask where to get a hooker, well, Marriott, Marriott's not high-end enough that they'll get you a hooker, but... The, but they'll tell you, like, but they'll, they'll, t- they'll take you outside, and they'll be like, look, go Yeah, here. no, we don't play that shit here. No, they won't no, tell they, you at the front desk. They're classy. <laughs> no, they don't want that at the Marriott. You got to stay at like a, um, like a uh, Mandarin Oriental. Um, or someplace like that. No, yeah, best Western maybe. But yeah, I seriously thought about asking the dude just to see what he would say. But like I'm saying, dude, like I know half the rooms there had people living in them, like they lived there, and I guarantee I could have bought drugs there if I wanted to. It was a trip, dude. Like we went and bought blankets because we didn't want to sleep under the covers. Yeah. Oh fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to a CVS, CVS and bought blankets. Yeah, at, yeah. Uh, at USC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tried to talk me into staying there too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God I didn't listen to you. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. dude. There was room on the bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> on the blankets. bed that had some cigarette burns. Oh yeah, Adam's comforter had a cigarette burn in it. Yeah. Yeah. I also bought earplugs at that CVS because I snore, so I bought them for Adam. And I asked him if he snores, and he's like, no. Dude, uh, you could have heard Adam, like, upstairs and, like, three doors down. He snores so loud, I heard so Adam loud, from dude. Four Cities over. Yeah. Oh my God. Does he snore, dude? He sleeps. <laughs> he sleeps on his. I wake up to pee a lot in the middle of the night, so I kept walking by his bed and seeing him because he was closer to the bathroom. He sleeps on his back, spread eagle, um, <laughs> and oh my God, dude. spread eagle. Wait, Chicago the musical spread eagle or just regular <laughs> snow angel spread eagle? Oh, it was great. But so we went to the Ring of Honor show Friday. Um, I started drinking toward the end of that. I got two beers. I think for the last two matches, which that was then, Friday. Then you were still tied up with your Mattel thing at yes, the store. Yes, because we were at the Superstore for the Mattel reveals that night. 
Which, yeah. by the way, just a quick detail, very important, not that we should, but very, very important. Eddie immediately hands me the keys. So yes. make sure all of you continue that practice. Yeah, right. I came back with two beers and you're driving the rest of the night, dude. Immedi- yeah. Immediately. No hesitation. We're truck marks, but we're responsible as fuck. Responsible marks. Yes. Yeah. Right. We're responsible marks. So we got out of there. The Ring of Honor show was fucking awesome. Um, we saw Dante Martin break his leg. Oh, um, fuck, dude. dude I've, I didn't... I've gone back and seen that on video now. Oh, it's it, like It's Sid. up there with like the Joe Theismann injury. Yeah, it's like Sid's leg. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't see it. We were on the opposite side of the ring, so I couldn't see it happen there. I just saw a stretcher come out. That's when I went to get beer. When I came back, I asked Adam if he got stretchered out. He said no. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess he was okay. Then I heard a day or two later that he was hurt. And then I looked the video up. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, did you see that video? It's from like the second deck. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think okay, so. yeah, that's the one where I saw, and his leg mm-hmm. goes fucking full Thiesman or Sid, like you Ooh, pointed out. Poor it's guy, fucked. like. I hope he gets better soon because holy shit, that was gruesome. I hope yeah. he can continue his career, dude. That was me bad. too because his whole game is his jumping. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like without that, he's I don't know. I guess you could try and rework some shit, but I don't really see much else in him. It, well, yeah, and and see that's a problem because like a lot of athletes, they'll have an injury like this mm-hmm. and it affects them for the rest of their career because they get really pensive, right? right. They're apprehensive when they go to make a move. I, I hope he can move past this and proceed with his career because. Oh, man, that did not look good. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. So then we go to a college bar across the street. Really quick, uh, at that Ring of Honor show, uh, there was one part where I just went to get some concessions, and there was this particular stand aside from the regular ones that have, like, the popcorn and the hot dogs and nachos, whatever. There was a specialty stand that served, like, loaded nachos. I was in line for a bit, and then when I finally get up there... They told me that they ran out of cheese at like, a nacho fuck. stand. Are you fucking kidding me? You're a nacho stand. You ran out of cheese. Forget they had one fucking job. I know. Forget re-cheesing my nachos. I couldn't even <laughs> cheese my nachos. You couldn't even do an initial cheesing. I know. What the hell? <laughs> one fucking job, and they couldn't do it. But th- this immediately got resolved at the place we went to afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So we hit the bar. We had a college bar across the street waiting for you still. And then I got a couple drinks and then we bought the blankets and then we come met, met up with you. You were in the middle of your Mattel thing. That was a fiasco in itself. Like we had to park like four blocks away and it wasn't clear where to go in. So we, by this point, I got to drop a deuce. We probably so made like, a, yeah, like you a lap around crypto and yeah. the LA convention center and th- those two are huge venues, and then still a few blocks away from that. And then it's a 20-minute line to get in the fucking place. Yeah. Because you went right after ROH, and that's when everybody was like, hey, let's go hit the Superstore. And, no, and we also went right literally after right after SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown, too. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, because SmackDown was right next door. That's right. So we finally got in, and I wasn't in there very long because the bathroom is outside, so you have to go outside, wait to get back in. I'm totally losing my buzz. I'm having, I was having a shitty time at that point, dude. Right, right, right. It, so I was determined when I saw you to make your night better. Yeah, and you did. You did. Yeah, you came out, and we ended up getting to the rainbow around midnight, and we walked in, uh, and we sat without realizing it at Lemmy's seat. Yes, exactly. I didn't know that was his spot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. I never figured out where his spot was. I just knew it was at the right side of the bar, but I always thought it was the inside bar. Well, we but... just grabbed a seat at the end of the bar. We didn't know. <coughs> right. And there's this got... plaque right there. Yeah, we got two. We both got shots of Jameson. Yep. Then, then we went upstairs, and you said we should have shots on every floor. Right, which there's three. So we had a shot upstairs, and then we and never had one. That. At, 
What did I name that? The Trimarkta. The Trimarkta, right, right. But we didn't have a shot on the uh, inside bar, uh, the we, inside bar downstairs. We missed did the we? second floor. Okay, yeah. So we only had two. We well, still we managed like, six that night. Is that what we did? Six shots. I think it was six. Yeah, six or seven, something like that. Okay, yeah, and you love that place. Oh, dude, I can't wait to go. Like, I want to go back to L.A. just to spend three days on the Strip. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could spend a day at the Hustler store, <laughs> and then I could spend a day at the Rainbow. Like, right. No problem. And then. Right, and then maybe a day at Universal Studios. I don't know. That you would know, be, get the family should, fun in. Yeah, you should do something wholesome. Right, something wholesome. But dude, I fucking love the Rainbow. I had yeah. never been there before. I'm very old. I'm 49, and uh, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I knew you were gonna love it. I really did. And then while like we're sitting same there, same block as Whiskey at Go Go. Yeah, 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 it's like the yeah. Sunset Strip. It's what yeah. you hear about in every Motley Crue song. I mean, right. it, it was just like that added detail of on that plaque had all these wrestlers on it for the next event uh, that was taking place, like, what, later that day? But, yeah, just... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, because yeah, Bubba just, Ray and Mickey were there the next day. Just added yeah, detail to feeling really Which apparently good. they ripped off our gimmick and did their show drunk. <laughs> I'm getting tweets the next day about it, about, oh, Bubba's drunk doing his show. I was like, What? Yes. What the fuck? I was like, now he's stealing our gimmick. Well, yeah, and we and I guess we can get into that. Yeah, so we saw Bubba was sitting at the opposite end of the bar talking to some dude when we walked in. I think you noticed him first, maybe. I noticed him. Like, as soon as we walked in, I saw him from behind you, and I leaned back to you, and I'm like, dude, that's Bubba Ray. You recognize him from behind? I did. <laughs> All I right. I recognized your girly from the back of her head. <laughs> shit <laughs> um yeah so you were like kind of marking out we w when we came back from upstairs i just fist bumped him when i walked by i said bubba what's up fist bumped him you know i was like i don't want to mark out i mean you know i'm on i'm on drunk wrestling history i'm a big star R right you don't need to do that yeah, <laughs> yeah he knows who right. you are like you could fist bump him it's all good right he's, he's, he's yeah he's gonna steal my show idea the next day <laughs> 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 he clearly knows who we are right <laughs> But then we got some drinks in us, and you start talking about, hey, man, will you go over there with me and talk to Bubba? No, no, and no. I was like... No, no, no. The whole night, I'm like, I'm not going to bother him. Right, right, like, right. I don't want to bother Bubba Ray, dude. He's having a good time. He I can actually vouch for that, yeah. He was having a good time. He was talking to a couple dudes. He was drinking tequila all night. And I'm like, I don't want to bother him. But, dude, after six, seven shots of Jameson, you right. start to realize, like, that's Bubba Ray Dudley. He's part of the greatest... Well, I mean, we'll get into that. He's mm -hmm. part of one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I at least want to tell because I'm a huge Road Warriors fan, right? right? Like we've done this show for a long time. I've made that clear. You and I, Eddie, are total golden era guys. The Road Warriors are my favorite tag team of all time. Right. They're the best, right? But the Dudley boys, and we'll get into this. This is why we're doing this episode. Different level. And I wanted to tell Bubba that. And, you know, six, seven shots of Jameson in, you're like, I got to tell him. Yeah. And finally, I was like, Dude, I'm going to go talk to him. And you're like, I'm going to go over there with you. Oh, okay. And so we decide to make the trek over to Bubba. Okay. Yeah. At this point, it's pretty blurry to me. <laughs> so, okay. Let's go back to Adam's food. Right. <laughs> Adam's got mozzarella, fried mozzarella. Yeah. Which are not cheese sticks. Right. These yeah. are fried pillows of mozzarella. Yeah. Like, they were it amazing. was like a plate, like a, a plate sur surrounding... A, a, a centered bowl of marinara sauce. These yes, are like pillows square, of mozzarella in a circle. Square pieces of fried mozzarella, very pillows. crispy and so light inside. Amazing. Oh my god. 
there, like within our group, two plates were ordered, one of yes. which mm-hmm. was mine. Yeah, yeah, that one was yours. Yeah. Uh, to the side of that, uh, another plate full of stuffed mushrooms. Yes, sir. And yep. then when Annie and I got food, like you said, another plate of fried mozzarella mm-hmm. and a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, so pizza. if you ever go to the Rainbow, highly recommended fried mozzarella, stuffed mushrooms, pepperoni pizza. So damn good. Thank you. Yeah. And Jameson. And of course the Jameson. Yeah. And and meeting Bubba Ray Dudley. Yes. Because so we walk over to Bubba. Seasonally now, available. Yeah, seasonally available, yes. <laughs> WrestleMania seasonally available. So, Eddie, you're behind me. We make our way over to Bubba, and we wait for him. Like, literally, like, he's in mid-conversation. I'm like, I'm not going to bother him. We'll just stand here and wait. Oh. Hold on. What the hell's that going on? great. I... He just played all of his sound effects in one shot. <laughs> I was trying to hit the mute button because I was going to cough, and I accidentally hit the sound effect button. <laughs> You're like every sound effect Th- button. This will mask it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the cough needed a fucking laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> so we walk up to Bubba and he's he's mid conversation, so we're not trying to bother him too much. So he, he kind of hits a pause and I tap his shoulder, he turns around, and I said, Bubba, I just want to let you know this guy and I, and I'm I'm motioning to Eddie, I'm like, We've been fans since eighty five. We grew up in the golden era. The Road Warriors are my favorite tag team of all time. But I got to tell you, you and Devon, you're the greatest of all time. And I want to thank you for the years of entertainment. I gave him a fist bump and I'm like, have a good night. Then he goes, Bubba Ray says to me, thank you, brother. If you want a picture, now's the time to ask. And I go, Bubba, I wasn't going to ask you for it. And then Eddie leans in and goes, dude, we saw you guys at WrestleMania 2000 in that match against Edge and Christian and the Hardys. It was fucking amazing. And I'm like, yeah, we were there, dude. And Bubba goes, whoa, if you guys want a picture, now's the time. And this lady right here will be happy to take it for us. He didn't want to talk to my drunk ass. He just wanted to take a picture and get us out of there. He wanted to move on because apparently he was talking to some dude and the other guy he was talking to played Zangief in the Street Fighter movie that Van Damme was in. Oh, right. Because <laughs> another guy we were drinking with told us that after the fact. Yeah, yeah. So I hand the nice lady our phone, my phone. She snaps the picture. Bubba was super nice. He got a picture with Drunk Wrestling History and stole our gimmick and used it the next day at the Mickey James thing. <laughs> All jokes aside, it was an amazing experience. and It was awesome. It really was, dude. And for me, like as I said, as a Road Warriors fan, Admitting to Bubba Ray like they are the greatest of all time, we'll get into the episode and explain exactly why that is. But he was so cool, took a great fucking picture with us, dude. That picture mm-hmm. fucking rules. Yeah. Like it's a great I picture. wish Jeff and Adam had gotten into it. Yeah. But they were busy eating. Well, but it wouldn't <laughs> have made sense to call it Team Three Drunks. <laughs> right. That was Team Three D right there. Yeah. Three Drunks, good point. Oh, I was hammered, dude. I, I was feeling cool myself. By, by the way, that yeah. was also a good Eddie that you did. Dude, we were at WrestleMania, dude. Oh, yeah, it was I'm great. Sure it sounded exactly like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, he totally did. He totally did. It was, it was a blast. And it was just, it was a great night. Uh, we leave the rainbow because essentially we got kicked out, right? We got kicked out because they were closing. They're closing. And they're like, close out your tabs, get the fuck out. We want to go home. Those guys so were we- aggressive about it. And then they started yeah. doing those, like, those flash bulbs. Like, yeah, they do that. Like, I've been there before. Get you I've, out. I've yeah, closed yeah, yeah. it a couple times before. Well, like, if you don't leave, like, next come the flashbangs. And then right. come the fucking Dobermans. <laughs> like, you don't want to fuck around with those guys, dude. Like, they release yeah. pounds. 
So we go out, we get kicked out of the rainbow, we're walking back to the car. Eddie and I are fucked up. Adam and Jeff, of course, sober, both straight edge dudes. <laughs> There's this hell of a nice car on the oh, side. Oh, you don't need to talk about this part. <laughs> no, we do. No, we do. We do. <laughs> we do. Beautiful car, like maybe less than less than half an inch from the ground. That's how much of a low rider it is. And but it's, it's just... like one of those old school cars that's just gorgeous. Eddie has to tie his shoe. So this fool proceeds to put his foot on the car <laughs> and tie his shoe. I, I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know. I'm lucky I didn't get my ass shot. Oh, dude. I lost my shit. I was fucking dying. It was great. And then we go yeah. back to the car. Everybody gets in the car except for you, Eddie, because this chick was walking by with a group of guys and you had to compliment her hair and told her she looked nice. And then to the dude behind her, you go, eh, you look all right, too. <laughs> and then you go to get into the car, but the door scrapes the curb. We can't close the door. And then you start to push the car like you're going to man, like magically move the car so the door closes. <laughs> oh, dude. I, you almost killed me that night with laughter. Oh, it was quite a night, dude. It was it was just incredible. And then and I then get after, up early the next morning. And then after we dropped you off, I mapped Adam and me back to the wrong place. Nice. I don't think I told you that. You wanted to stay at a different hotel, apparently. Yeah, we were staying in Venice, but the same address exists in Culver City. So I mapped us to Culver City by accident because I'm hammered. Oh, He's driving. Dear. Yeah. So we didn't get back to the room till Luck, like after luckily three. Luckily noticed right away, like maybe uh, two, two or three stops, but immediately yeah. got back on. But still, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and we all had stuff to do the next day. I had to go to the Mattel thing. Mm -hmm. That was at their factory. It was at 10 a.m. in El Segundo. I left my wallet in El Segundo. And you guys had WrestleMania. And we also had WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I thought WrestleMania was incredible. I'm going to put it in one of the best ever. Yeah. I loved it from top to bottom. I, I was crazy about this year's WrestleMania, number 39. And I would say that main event with Roman and Cody is the best, don't at me, main event ever in the history of WrestleMania. I think you're right. I don't think it's the best match in the history of WrestleMania, but I think you're right about it being the best main event. It was the best main, the, the drama going into it, the uncertainty of who was going to win, but the slight certainty you had that it was going to be Cody, and yeah. then the story that they told around it, best main event in the history of Mania, all, all Mark tears aside for Cody losing, I thought it, it was just amazing. And I was sitting in my chair watching it at home because I didn't go to the live show on Sunday. I was at home watching WrestleMania Sunday from, from my couch and was totally caught up in it from my couch. Great story by WWE. Best main event of all time in the history of WrestleMania. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved yeah, every second of I it. I did too. I did too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to many Manias. I want to say as a whole like qual quality of matches, booking order of matches and pace of them, probably the best one that I've been to. Top three stage of all time too. Gorgeous yeah, stage. stage. Was awesome. That was awesome. Beautiful that might stage. be my favorite. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I, I'm not gonna disagree with you. I have to go back and watch it some more and compare it to other manias, mm -hmm. but that stage, yeah, if it's not top three, it might be my favorite. I, I might yeah. have to agree with you. Yeah, it was, it was cool as shit. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. Also, um, Sunday we met um, our buddy Jeff uh, Verbal Sows, uh for the first time, which is our first time meeting. Oh, well, we met um, the dude with Yuana at the access store the night before. 
Uh, you met Christopher Dean. Oh, yes. yeah. I don't know if he listens. I don't know if he listens to this show or if he, he just does. listens. Yeah. To okay. He does. Okay. Yep. So we met him, up, and then um, <laughs> yeah, he was super cool. And then we met Jeff um, Sunday at WrestleMania. Nice, nice. Yeah. And I immediately yeah. wish I could have been there at WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah. Totally. Fantastic yeah. guys. Wife was there. They're very, very nice. And he got yeah, a shirt. Totally. Yeah. He got a, a fucking shirt. shirt. He got a fucking shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Miz was doing some after show thing and we threw flyers right over his head. And I don't know where to find that. I can't I can't find it on the network or any on Peacock or anything. Well, new listeners so found it. Huh? New listeners. No, found no, it. no, no. I don't know where to find the video of Miz. The, oh, that, was, uh, that was night one. Yeah, but I can't find yeah. it anywhere. So if anybody knows where to see that, I asked on Twitter. And a bunch of people just liked the tweet instead of responding to it. Um, <laughs> Unless you single-handedly destroyed the footage. Like yeah, one right. of the flyers yeah. got caught on the SD card slot or something. It's been wiped, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, since we met Bubba and Drunk Fact, two other times I was there, I met Ron Jeremy and Joey Buttafuoco, also at the Rainbow. Nice. So you go to the Rainbow, you meet big stars. And, you know, you can meet us. Um, yeah. Anyway, since we met him, your idea was let's do a Dudley's episode. And we've talked a lot about the Dudley's, but we've never given them their own episode. We did the TLC or the, you know, yeah, the TLC, the trilogy of matches with the Hardys and Edge and Christian. But we figured it's time to give the Dudley's an episode of their own. Yep. Who I have already stated greatest tag team of all time. And we'll get into why that is. Yeah. And I'll summarize their uh, titles and all of that, you know, their uh, credentials when we get to the end. Perfect. So the Dudleys are kind of interesting. They were actually, they were real ECW originals. They didn't work anywhere. That's the first place that they worked. That was their first stop. Born and raised. Yeah, right, right, exactly, yeah. Um, and they weren't the first two Dudleys that uh, showed up. Exactly. The original Dudley family was Big Dick Dudley, Dudley Dudley, and Snot Dudley, <laughs> which I forgot about Snot Dudley. When I read that, I was like, what the fuck was Paul doing? <laughs> what was Big Dick Dudley's finisher again? Uh, Total Penetration. Thank you. Which is the perfect wrestling name to finisher in the history of wrestling. I think you're right. Yep. Um. So the deal was Big Daddy Dudley was a traveling salesman who had kids all over the country. Like he was like Genghis Khan. Yeah, he was you a Rolling I mean? Stone. Yeah. Right. Right. He was like um. Yeah, he was like the dude from Death of a Salesman, um, but with Mad Game. Yeah, right, right. He, he spilled his seed everywhere. Yeah. So that that was the explanation for why there were all these Dudleys who didn't look anything alike. Um, And then Chubby Dudley and Sign Guy Dudley showed up later. And then Bubba eventually showed up in October um, of uh, 95. And he was like a... This was his... The original... A lot of people probably haven't seen the original uh, Bubba. He was like a hillbilly. He wore overalls and was like stuttering he, and he would dance. He was like a goofball. Well, if you saw the Dudleys when they first came into the WWF, that was kind of who he was. Right. They did that for like a couple yes. of weeks. So maybe you've right, seen him. Right. Very early on. Yeah. Right. That would be probably more people saw. Oh, I mean, definitely more people saw him. Oh, there, for sure. Yeah. Um, doing that gimmick than they would have seen because this is before, you know, there was even ECW pay per view. Um, the following April, Devon showed up and kind of was like, dude, you guys need to start acting like clowns, stop acting like clowns and straighten up. Um, this is not what Dudleys are supposed to act like. And he ended up attacking them all. But nothing, not anything major happened. And in September, Spike shows up and uh, he and Bubba end up feuding with uh, Devon, or I'm sorry, um, 
Bubba and, and Spike feud with Devon, and then Bubba beat him at November to remember. So originally they were not a team. They started out as enemies, even though they were both Dudleys. Then they end up getting together, and as a heel team, they would get crazy fucking yep. heat with those yep. crowds, especially Bubba. And I think being in Philly, or I mean, a lot of the shows were in Philly, obviously, had a lot to do with it. You know, there's a lot of drunks in that crowd, and it's just a, and and it's ECW. Right. You know, I mean, it's a pretty wild crowd to start, but he would get people wanted to kill that oh, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, and you could see that when they did like live shows, when they played him back, even pay per views, you could see how hot mm-hmm. the crowd would fucking get at the Dudleys. Yeah, Back when right. we would start this, sick. when we started this show, you mentioned like Chris Jericho's theory of if you want to be a heel, get some actual fucking heat. I want to right. say maybe he got that from them. Oh, it was legit heat. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, even it was though it was legit in heat. like in ring or within a show, yeah, audiences want to slit his throat. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah, and he was saying crazy shit. Like he was saying shit that I'm not gonna repeat. Um, but um, well, the, the stuff I won't repeat is worse than what he called a chick a whore who taught her daughter to suck dick, Jesus. who was sitting oh in the front God. row. Yeah, he said worse things than that. <laughs> right. And that one, he almost got in a fight with the dude at that show. Um, he got out there and he ended up grabbing a drink and throwing that it in the guy's was face. Like heat that wave, dude, I think. Cause I think wave. Yeah. He was like daring the dude to jump the barricade and the guy didn't do it. You know, he backed down as soon as Bubba got in his face, but yeah, you could see And, and apparently they were at this point, fans were waiting in the parking lot for him after shows, you know, like what's up. I never heard of him actually getting into it with anyone. Cause who would fuck with them? Exactly. I mean, dude, Bubba's a big fucking guy. Like even just meeting him at the rainbow, like he's a big dude. You don't want to fuck with him. No, and, and now he's way smaller than he was right, back then. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? He was a he was way bigger, and but he was like athletic. He wasn't like a big, big fat fucking yeah. schlub. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's mobile. He, he was a move. bad motherfucker. Yeah, pick you up and slam yeah. you. Yeah. So March fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven, they won the uh, ECW tag team titles, and um, by August nineteen ninety nine, so this is twenty seven months, twenty eight months, they had held them eight times. Yep. And I just want to point out, at the first ECW official pay-per-view, they had mm-hmm. what I consider to be the best tag team match of all time with the Eliminators. You love that Dude, match. It's, it's not only my favorite opening match of all time, which is saying a lot because of the Rockers versus the Orient Express. Right. It's my favorite tag team match of all time. It's one of the best. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's my favorite tag team match of all time, but it's one of the best tag team matches oh, I've ever dude. seen. It, it immediately. It's I incredible. I haven't seen ECW up to that point. I had only seen mm-hmm. like bits and pieces, but I had never seen a full match. That was my first real introduction. And same with me. Right. And so it was the Dudley boys was the first thing I saw when I first saw ECW. And I was immediately hooked immediately. And it was yeah. all about the Dudley boys and the eliminators still to this day, my favorite tag team match of all time. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. W- good move by Paul starting it off. No doubt about it. Cause dude. like you said, because this was a this was the first time for a lot of people seeing a full ECW yes, show. Yes, and that was the perfect match to start it off. And like you said, fast forward two two and a half years later, eight time tag team champions in ECW. Yeah, right. Um, their major future with the Eliminators, the Gangsters, Spike and Balls Mahoney and RBD and Sab. Yeah, right. Um, they worked with FBI. I mean, they worked with yeah, everybody. You name them, they um, wrestled them. Yeah. And then we got to get into tables. Right. Because that's that's got to be what they're most of known course, for, right? Of course. Yeah. 
Um, they didn't invent tables, obviously. Like people would. I mean, the first person I saw go through a table was Harley Race. In what was that? Yeah, 86? when Hogan wrecked his guts. Uh, yeah, Hogan moved out yep. of the way, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they were far from the first guys to use tables, but they were the first ones to ever become known for it. Where it's like they're pretty thing, much every match, you know. Yeah, if it was on TV, right? It was nobody, a table. Yeah, nobody ever chanted, "We want tables." Exactly. Before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then they got carried away with the tables. They ended up eventually, they got to the point where like they've already done, they started putting thumbtacks on tables and then they wrapped a table on fucking barbed wire. Yep. And it's like, well, how do you top that? Light it on, you fire. Light it on, fire. on fire. Yep. Yeah. Um, they did it to Balls Mahoney in Detroit and it took both of them to lift his big ass and it had thumbtacks on them too. Because <laughs> it needed that. <laughs> fire was, when fire is not enough, add thumbtacks. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. A, uh, yeah. Pokey right, fire. Pokey fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Balls went right through that shit. He didn't catch on fire, but he was he was smoldering. Right. <laughs> and uh, John Finnegan's looking for something to, you know, help him with. And he ends up pouring squirt on him. <laughs> Surge. <laughs> <laughs> squirt. <laughs> um. They were the first ones to ever do flaming tables on pay-per-view too. Um, they lost the tag titles. I forget. I didn't write down which pay-per-view, um, but they put spike and balls through flaming tables as well. Um, then we get to August 1999. This is when Paul's starting to have money problems. Right. He was already having money yeah. problems. It didn't take him long, and they were they stuck around for a while. But this is when salaries started going crazy. Right. They were like basically bidding wars for yeah. everybody. Um, because WWE and WCW had so much fucking money, and they went to they got an offer from WWE. They went to Paul and they said, "You need to do something to make us want to stay here." And the story is that they asked for a dollar raise, and Paul said, "I can't compete with WWE's yeah. money." Yeah, so over a dollar, he let even him though go. he was already getting money from WWE to keep ECW afloat. Right, but he was still. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's true because there were guys talking about they weren't getting paid, you know. Um, so I'm sure he, he, I mean, obviously he could afford a dollar. Well, sure. But look, also, these guys go into a major federation like WWF, WCW. They have Paul Heyman stamp all over them, be it Raven, Sandman, Mike Awesome, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the Dudley Boys, Taz. They all have Heyman stamp on them. So fuck it. You can't afford them. Let them walk. Everybody knows where they came from. Yeah, right. And Tad's left to right around the same time yeah. too. And this is right around. I think this was within a couple weeks of them getting TV right. um, when they they got on the TNN. Network, it was yes. TNN, right? National. Na yeah. Um. So they show up at WWE for some reason. Bubba changed the spelling of his name. Um. I assume because it looked better on merchandise. Maybe. Because Devon didn't change the spelling of his name, so it wouldn't have been like a um intellectual property right. thing right. that I can think of. Right. There'd be no reason for it other than that. I wonder if it just looked Maybe. better. Um, yeah. Um, and they did, like you said, Bubba was stuttering. They went back to 1995 yes, Dudleys. Yes. But it didn't um, last long. But after, no, it lasted a few weeks. And then they, they dropped the tie dye and they changed to camo, right. which was way cooler. They looked cool. They the camo. Did. Yeah, they did. They evolved. They, yeah. The tie dye they, was, they went to the next step. Yeah. The tie dye was always goofy. I thought. Um, so then they were kind of the ones to make tables a big thing in WWE. Right. They weren't a, like they weren't someone, really a thing yet. Not really. You'd see them on occasion, but not like a regular right. thing. But now, like every pay-per-view, someone's exactly. going through a table. I think someone, we had people go through tables both nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. 
yep. you know so the, it's it's constant now but before that it wasn't a regular thing um and this is before the tlc matches or table matches none of that shit um they also made a point of kind of their thing was putting chicks through tables yes. yeah no matter they really seemed to enjoy that yeah it didn't matter you pissed yeah. them off so they put through. here's yeah so a short list of who they put through tables terry trish tori the other tori jazz stacy molly holly and barbara bush <laughs> yes for anyone who doesn't know there was a diva called barbara bush for a minute and, to, and i can't even remember what she was there for i can't even remember what she did or who she Dude, was with i don't remember i just remember her being there she might have been beaver cleavage's mom too oh maybe that makes sense bush yeah yeah might have been the same person um and most famously he did he put may young through the yep. table yeah basically the Which entire is, is women's that, roster went through a table right and that's one of the most memorable things of the attitude totally. era i think was him putting her through the table right she's like 70 something yes. years old already yeah. in a wheelchair and, and i think at even at the time was wearing a neck brace she was yeah she was in a neck brace yeah and he put her through a table off of the stage yeah that's right yeah and I, i've i've heard interviews with him where he said like how do you keep her safe you know like you can't there's not really much you can do um and he's kind of right like there's not a whole the best you could probably do is have her land on your legs she did. but no he kind of didn't really like she was right between his legs that that table had a crash pad or boxes or something yeah. under it you know what i mean because it was covered with a uh, it had like a tablecloth over it, black right. tablecloth that's always a dead giveaway that something's under it to cushion the blow but still you know like, I mean, that's a major jolt. Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially when you're 70-something, dude. I'm like 49, yeah. I think, about taking that move. I'm like, I'd be crippled. Oh, yeah, dude. If I were to trip and fall in my living room, I fucking probably wouldn't be dude, able to I get up. I have a hard enough time getting up to pee in the middle of the night. Like, are you kidding? You're going to put me through a fucking table? I'd be done. 40 years from now? Oh, dude. Fuck that. Yeah. Forget fuck. about it. Um, They became the first team to be the WWE, WCW, and ECW champions. Yes. Um, which actually I'm jumping ahead a bit. They became WCW champions during the invasion, which uh, point they joined the Alliance. Um, they also unified the um, tag titles. Yes, they did. The, uh, uh, the, during the invasion at Survivor yep. Series, which we go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear about that. that. Yep. Um, and I don't want to go too much into the series of matches they have with the Hardys and Edge and Christian because we did a whole episode on that. So you can go back and listen to that too. But those were some of the best matches of and the And let era. me just bring it up again. I met Jim Ross back in 2014 and point blank asked him, what is your favorite match that you've called ever? Now keep in mind, Jim Ross mm -hmm. has done NWA, Mid-South, WCW, WWF, WWE. That match at WrestleMania X7 was his favorite with the Dudleys, that's crazy. and the Hardys. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Um, they got split up in the first draft after WrestleMania 18. Devon was a heel and worked with Batista. Dang, Reverend Devon. Bubba was a face. Reverend He's D called yeah. my name. He's and Bubba was a name. face. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba was a face. He worked with Trish. Um, Bubba won in that draft. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, but they weren't separated long because that was right after WrestleMania. They got back together at Survivor Series. Um, but at this point, the tag team division wasn't what it had been. Because yeah. sev several you know I mean? established or all three of those tag teams. Uh, yeah. Dudley's Hardy's and Edge and Christian have split up. 
Right. Maybe they're all singles right. guys. Maybe they did cross paths with one another, but they were still individual wrestlers and finding their own identities, which I guess they just haven't done in how many years? Yeah. Yeah, like the Dudleys were kind of the only ones they put back together right. um, at that point, and it was it was never it was never the same. The tag division was never the same, and this was this was the best the tag team division had been since the late eighties. For sure. Because sure. the early nineties, mid nineties tag team division was man. I mean, the coolest team was like the fucking smoking guns who right. sucked. But it started to be more they would pair two big names together. Re like Booker T and Goldust, Rob Van Dam and Jer- yes. Jericho and uh, Christian. Yeah. Oh, right, exactly, exactly. But those teams like the Hardys, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, an established it never hit that tag team yes. roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was sort of like at this point the glory days of the tag team division were yeah. over yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah, Vince always does that. He just like the tag teams would come in waves, and he would always fucking split right. guys up. And uh, we're going to have an episode coming up about that shortly. Yeah, we will. But, um, but yeah, so it was sort of, they were, they were, they got back together. The only really cool thing they did at this point was they had a pretty cool feud with Undertaker. And uh, it ended with a match where if it was a handicap match, and if they won, they got to bury Paul Bearer in concrete. <laughs> but Undertaker won, but he still buried Paul Bearer in concrete. <laughs> and I, to this day, cannot watch that and figure out how the fuck they pulled that off. You know what I mean? You see that dude like go under concrete, just pours right over his head. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they must have cut away to a pre recorded part and it's a dummy in there or something, yeah, I maybe. guess. But I mean, the live audience was I mean, there. This, you know? Around this time, like, you don't have smartphones, but you definitely have camera phones. You have people mm-hmm. like able yeah. to spread word like, what the hell's going on there? If you were at that venue, what did you legitimately see? Was, right. Right. I remember right. I remember so, uh, that end scene. That was a little eerie. That's cement. A yeah. little? Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, they just fucking snuffed out Paul Bearer. What the hell? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, he's dead. Paul Bearer's yeah. dead. Yeah. So they were around for a little bit longer after that, but it was sort of nothing major was going on because that was the tag team division also by this time Um, they changed their theme to power man 5000 drop the bombshell oh yeah fucking love that theme and love that song yeah yeah at this point vince was i think he was going for like younger people even though like the hardys uh, the hardys and the um edge and christian were really young but he was like it's cena it's orton well batista wasn't young but he was new you know like we're moving on to the next generation so like let's you know yeah, so it's time to phase out all the old guys. So then they would start. I mean, by WrestleMania 19, they were on um, the pre-show. Yeah. And they weren't even at 20, but they were still on the roster. So their last year, they were sort of they sort of fizzled out as a team. And then they ended up leaving. They went to TNA, which they had a hell of a run of TNA. 3D. Careers. Yeah. Um, Adam, since you're the TNA expert, would you like to briefly uh, hit some of the highlights of their TNA run? Because... I didn't even take any notes on that because I was like, no matter how good my notes are, you're going to know more. They did. They did win uh, tag titles at some point. Uh, Devon is fucking... Really? This is worthy of that? Okay, fine. Yes. By this time, Devon is fucking jacked. Uh, Like, even though he's been traditionally trained, he's always had... He's always had uh, his overalls and shirt or... 
his uh, sleeveless shirts uh, wrestling somebody. This time he's going shirtless, showing that he's the muscle of the group, per se. But Chiseled and jacked. Chiseled and jacked. Uh, I forget who they uh, debuted against, but they did show up. Uh, at some point, they t- they stole and uh, held hostage uh, Black Machismo Jay Lethal's X Division title, which in some weird string of events uh, put the X Division on hold. So at some point, uh, there was a match stipulation. If uh, they if they won, then they got to keep the belt and uh, dissolve the X Division. But instead, Jay Lethal won. I guess, and X Division stays. The extra stipulation was that uh, Brother Ray and Brother Devon had to meet a 275 pound weight limit. This led to weekly uh, uh, weight measurements or scale measurements with Johnny Devon weigh-ins with scale measurements. I I forget the term. This is my perfect strangers segment. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, if they if they surpassed uh, that weight limit, they couldn't uh, they couldn't compete. Johnny Devine was like their third Dudley, which in theory should have been the third D or of Team 3D. Oh yeah. During this, they were also in a tag team rivalry with Shark Boy and Curry Man. Uh, it. And this is around the time I tuned out right. of TNA. That's why I tossed you on this, yep. you know, because I knew you you watched it much longer than I did. At this point, I was yeah. like, okay, I, Shark Boy. I mean, I knew what a total bite off it was like. Eh, not bad, entertaining, but I fucking loved Curry, man. He was hilarious. Uh, Very spicy. Oh yeah, he's hot, he's spicy, and he tastes great. Uh, at some of the weigh-ins where they would fail, uh, like. Bubba Ray couldn't uh, compete, so uh, they got a two-on-one handicap match against Devon. And then the following week, Bubba Ray somehow uh, met the limit, but then Devon was uh, too heavy. And so Bubba Ray would even throw insults at him like, Damn it, why'd you eat Twinkies? I'm sorry. My temper got... uh, got a hold of me on that one. I didn't mean it. We'll get you help with Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers, whatever it is. This ultimately led to a, a fish market street fight where if uh, either one of, because of so many inconsistent weigh-ins, if either one of them did not meet the weigh-in uh, limit, uh, then they would immediately be fired and they couldn't compete in the match. They did uh, meet the, we- the weight limit, but uh, Shark Boy and Curry Man uh, eventually get the job done. This is the best Dixie Carter could do with the greatest tag team of all time. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, imagine that, dude. Yeah. You have them wait, wait. You have them do scale yeah, measurements. Yeah, I wonder why TNA is Scale a measurements. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is that going to be the next shirt? Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, a few. Like, even on their intros coming up. They would, they wouldn't necessarily show themselves putting, uh, putting others through tables or on their uh, Titantron intro. They would just show their, start showing numbers and their credentials, just showing how decorated they are, and that was their gimmick. They're just that much badass. Uh, by this point, yeah, like, they, yeah, they were. More, That's all you need. 
yeah, uh, they're get like they're finding their hardcore edge again. Uh, let's see, they have their breakoff story where uh, Bubba becomes Bully Ray, get gets himself Mohawk, mm-hmm. which eventually turns into the whole Aces and Eights angle, which Devon was apparently a part of. So you couldn't really break those two apart. They're they're family. They're Dudleys. Yep. They're gonna Connected gonna keep the them hip. together. Yeah, and then uh, Bully Ray has this epic moment where I think he and uh, the entire TNA locker room uh, got uh, Dixie to come uh, come out to the ring, or they pushed her into the ring, and he put her th- through a table. Um, putting another yeah. chick through a table. Yeah. What else? It's is his favorite. Yep. Just, he loves it. They. They also, during this time, they became the uh, IWGP champions at Wrestle Kingdom. And then they became TNA champions at the same time. Yeah. Continuing Which is pretty wild. Operation. I actually totally forgot. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. I totally forgot that they, they even um, had been I remember that IWGP they were champions. having those affiliations uh, between uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling at the time with, with Right, they uh, were doing talent Japan's, swaps. Yeah. Like, that's how I think yeah. Tiger Mask even showed up a few times, even at Kurt mm-hmm. Man's debut. But uh, but yeah, the original yeah. Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. kind of. Well, kind of. I mean, WWE used to do talent swaps. Well, WCW did too. too. Yeah, WCW yeah, did too. But it was a way bigger so. deal when the Dudleys did it. Well, yeah, and they came back right. with the titles. Yeah, um, and then they feuded with the Nasty Boys because fucking Hogan. Because fucking Hogan, right? And that's it. That's the only reason they feuded with the Nasty Boys. <laughs> Because goddamn Hogan came in and gave his friends yeah. jobs. Yeah. Hey, hey, fight with my buddies. Um, yeah. But that was their longest run anywhere. They stayed there till 2014. They were there nine yeah. years. And they were like the badasses of the of the show the entire time. They invented you know? themselves too, which you have to do if yeah. you want to be in any place, any one place over a number of years, you got to reinvent yourself. So, right? And the Dudleys totally. completely did yeah. that. So we've gone from tie-dye yeah. overalls to camo mm-hmm. to flannel fucking brooke hogan yeah leather and chaps and the aces and eights yeah yeah and that yeah you're right they they did they constantly reinvented mm-hmm. themselves and that's part of yeah it was always it always felt fresh even when i would tune into tna once in a while you know because I, I never well i mean i don't watch it anymore now but for years i would like check it out every couple weeks i dvr'd it forever you know for years and then I'd check it out when i got a chance and it was always like oh okay they're up to something new but they're always in the mix they're always figured yep. in you know, they're always a big part Absolutely. of the show. Yeah. Um, they got the call. Back. Once they left. The, yeah. Well, they got the call back, but they worked in Japan a lot. Um, and they won tag team titles in Japan and other promotions um, between their time in TNA and coming back to WWE. But yeah, they got the call back. Um, they showed up. At, no, Bubba showed up in the Rumble as a surprise. Yeah, 2015? And then. They then they came back later that yeah. year. It was the poppy got. I think that that honestly where they were like, oh fuck, this dude's still a big deal. It, yeah, and this was actually really clever of Vince. Like you know, we talk a lot of shit about Vince, but a lot of times he does do something smart. And I thought it was really smart to bring them back. Wrestling gambles because work. he had a few tend, teams tend to work with him. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Testing um, the waters, but doing it blatantly with one half of one of the greatest tag teams. Yeah, let's bring him back. Totally, yeah. So he had, at this point, you had the Usos. You had the New Day, who were a new team, um, who were great and they were workers. Heel. Um, they were they heels. Were heels yes. And he clearly had, 
yeah, and he clearly had plans for him. You could tell by the way they did those vignettes to start out. And they got a lot of TV time. And he also had the Wyatts. Um, I guess the Shield would have been... No, the Shield were separated. They were separated, separated, yeah. Yeah. So what he did is he brought them in to work with these guys, have good matches, and get them over. And all three of those teams ended up looking better by the end of that year because of the Dudleys. Especially, especially New Day. I think the Usos have probably already been tag champions at that point. I would have had to look it up. But they've been around a while. But the New Day, nobody took them seriously. Um, Everybody thought they were a joke. And then they ended up turning babyface that year. Um, But, I mean, they've had one of the best tag team runs of all time, the New Day. And then on, and then the Usos, they're right there too. And then the Wyatts, that kind of, well, Vince fucked that all up. He should have left that alone. He should have left them a faction. They should still be the same faction yeah, now. Yeah, they kind of became a dumpster um, fire, but that was through no fault of their own. Right, but they came out of that looking better too because of the Dudleys. So the Dudleys showed up, made a bunch of teams look good, and Bubba said we were there to do a job. We knew what we were there for, and we got paid a lot of money to do that. And that was sort of kind of the end of them as a team really after that because once they left Devon basically went into retirement and uh, Bubba still he's, I think he still shows up in Ring of Honor, Honor on occasion, right? Impact. yeah yeah and oh he's still on Ta- Impact I don't know if he's consistent but I think I see uh, clips of him from time to time okay and last time I watched Ring of Honor he was on there this is a maybe a year ago two years ago whenever I still had 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 that on TV and Bubba was out there getting heat. He was wearing his WWE Hall of Fame yeah. ring. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like sticking it in the fans' yeah. faces. Like, yeah, fuck, fuck this place. I'm better than this. I'm better than Ring of Honor. I'm a WWE Hall of Famer. It was yeah. brilliant. I thought it was great. So he still knows how to piss off and fucking. Well, let's crowd. not overlook the fact that they came back to the WWE, what, 12 years after their initial run? Yeah. And managed to win the tag titles again. And that's right, oh, they did. Fuck does that happen, dude? Yeah. You'd be badasses because you're fucking badasses, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's wrap this up, and I'll go into um, their kind of their their. T- I'll get, get into the numbers. Let's do it. So, they were in all Japan. They won the world's strongest tag ter- determination league. In ECW, they were t- they were champions eight times. In Hustle, which is in Japan, they were tag champs once. They were the uh, New Japan tag team champions twice squared circle wrestling champions twice tna bully ray was two-time heavyweight champion uh devon was two-time tv champ they were the nwa world tag team champions one time which i forgot to mention that earlier they were also so it was like ecw wcw wwe they're also nwa tag team champions so nobody's ever done that um they won the tna world tag team championship twice the TNA Tag Team Tournament, TNA Team of the Year, and they went in the TNA Hall of Fame in 2014. Bubba was hardcore champ 10 times in WWE. They were tag team champions nine times. Uh, WWF tag team champions nine times. WCW champs once. They went in the Hall of Fame in 2018. And they won the PWI Match of the Year in 2000 and 2001, um, both times for the latter matches. And, I mean... to win match of the year once ever is incredible. To do it two years back to back is insane. As part of a tag team, no less. Yeah, as part of a tag team, right? I mean, tag team matches almost shit. It'd be interesting to go back and look at PWI and see how many times a tag uh, tag match ever won. Singles, singles wrestlers yeah. that were on the card during WrestleMania sixteen and seventeen. Well, you would have had okay. The main event at sixteen was Triple H, Big Show, 
and Fallen the Rock. And, and the Rock and 17 was awesome. Exactly. The Rock. But the Dudleys won match of the year both years. Dudleys won match of the year both years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they have 39 titles between the two. Uh, of them. They were also PWI tag team of the decade for the uh, decade of 2000 to 2009. And mm-hmm. PWI tag team of the year two times, 2001 and 2009. Yeah. So one of those in WWE and the other ones in, in TNA. So like that's how good they were in both yep. companies. So the, I think you're right, dude. I think they are the best tag yep. team ever. Hall of Famers in both, like you said, both WWE and TNA, uh, part of the Cauliflower yeah. Alley. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you can argue against credentials. Like when we talk the NFL, you talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time. A lot of times it's judged on, okay, how many Super Bowls did they take their teams to or how many Super Bowls did they right. win? In wrestling, yeah. you can quantify that in how many championships they won. And I think just mm-hmm. based on the credentials you you spit out, Dudley's take it. And just for a basis of comparison, I ran through the Road Warriors list of credentials. Okay. All Japan, NWA International Tag Champions once. AWA once. NWA National Tag Team Champions. This was Georgia Championship Wrestling three times. Okay. NWA titles once. They won the Crockett Cup in 86. They won the Iron Man Tournament at Starcade 89. PWI Tag Team of the Year on three occasions. They were the number one tag team out of 100 tag teams of all time. But this was in 2003. So the right. Dudley still went on for another like 15 years. Yeah. And they won the WWF Tag Team Championship twice. So if you're okay. going apples to apples. Yeah. Honestly. And again, this is coming from a lifetime Road Warriors fan. The Dudleys are the best of all time. Yeah, I agree. I don't even know that you can argue. Those, with, honestly. Also, those... Uh, WWF tag title wins, if uh, memory serves me right, off of Edge and Christian. Uh, so one for one already Hall of Famer, one soon to be WWE Hall of Famer. The, yes. Uh, you also you also got the belt uh, the belts off of Chris Jericho and. Ooh, ooh. Oh yeah. But but still, right. you got it off Jericho, an ultra Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh. Totally. I'll, at some point, uh, like when they became heavyweight contenders, uh, you said, like, how many times has uh, anybody legitimately pinned Triple H or The Undertaker or The Rock? Guess what? Bubba's pinned The Rock in a match. There you go. The, okay. This is when That's- he's already, like, this is already when uh, SmackDown is out. So Rock is already uh, a heavyweight uh, contender. Bubba has a pinfall over The Rock. I don't recall if it was a table match. I know a table was involved, but still, he has one. Of course. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps up the Dudleys episode. I think so. I think we've all come to the consensus. Dudleys are the greatest of all time. I think it's really hard to argue this or not. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. If if you think the Hogan title reigns episode was bad, be glad that we did a Dudley's review, not a Dudley's <laughs> title reign episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, never again. Never again with those. Well, we'll do it to somebody who's won like five titles or so. Yeah. <laughs> or one. Also, also just back in the day when I started watching wrestling, playing, uh, playing chicken uh, on the swings and being wrestlers, I... 
I always said that I was Bubba Ray because I was the big white guy. So just just a little nostalgia. And love it. Yeah, fucking love the Dudleys. But that takes care of our episode. What did you all think of uh, of the Dudleys? Everything that we covered. Also, what do you think of our trip? Yeah, wait, weigh in on either of those, and you can reach us on the social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Wrestling underscore drunk. Please. Yeah, and if you want to be involved with the WrestleMania trip, we're going to be in Philly next we year. Will we will be there at WrestleMania Extra Large. Cheesesteaks hanging out of our face. <laughs> I'm going to have yep. a cheesesteak a day. Or, Easily won. Or more. We'll see. Uh, tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, and leave us reviews so that we keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Scott and Eddie, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Devon, get the tables! Dive. The goats.
said, why? I said, we gotta go. Cause I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it, I got, got to get it. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Come on, let's 